Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. I am your host, James Marshall, and together with my world-class coaching team, we'll be discussing topics on natural style seduction, masculine and feminine dynamic, lifestyle design, sexuality, personal change, and so much more. Stay tuned for today's episode. So would you describe yourself as a dominant, a submissive, a switch, neither, all? It would be a switch. Depends. Most of the time, up, but depends on the man and the trust that I have with the person. The better I feel with the guy, it's like I'm more dominant. Okay, so tell me about that. Because it's like, if I feel that I'm so crazy about the guy, I just want to eat him. Right. I laugh, but I don't know how to explain. So it's just like, I want to eat you and give you pleasure. So I'm more dominant in that way. Right. So you'll take more control when, yeah. when you're more turned on and you're kind of objectifying the man. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, that can be yeah. good. It's, yeah. it's good to objectify someone. But it's, it's like me, my way to express him that I desire him. Uh-huh. Right. So it's not so much about taking control for your pleasure or power. No. It's about expressing more of your sexuality. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then on the flip side, you said you're mostly submissive. Yeah, because it's easier to be the sub. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why? Because then the man just does everything and you're just there, like being sexy, being cute, whatever, mm-hmm. accepting. So you like the fact. <clears throat> so the submissive role for you is one where it's like you let go of the control, someone else is making decisions. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Right. Which means that what? Like you can just get out of your head? Sometimes can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whereas if you're in the dominant position, you have to be thinking and making decisions and directing things. Well, but I would say that I'm, I'm more natural when I'm in a, my dominant side. So I'm not really thinking. I'm just like letting my body doing everything that it wants with him. Okay, that's interesting. So <laughs> for you, submission is is something that's maybe less natural, but it feels easier, something like that? But no, it's also natural. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's easier. All right. So mm-hmm. you're taking the, the lazy option, let the man take the lead. Yeah, kind of. Right. Now, obviously, like I've been with women where they're submissive, but they're basically completely passive, right? So they're not touching you and they're mm-hmm. not really actively involved, which is not a turn on. So would you describe yourself as actively submissive in the sense that you're contributing or passively submissive? Again, it depends. Because sometimes I can be inactive and sometimes I'm just passive. Starfishing? <laughs> yes, could be. Ever starfish. <laughs> Imagine if a man did that, just lay there. Would that be fun? No. It might be. Just I don't know. If I'm, yeah, if I'm the dominant, probably. I don't know. But you still want But to I still I want that, the touching, so. Right. Just Some kind of resistance or, mm-hmm. or communication that, that keeps the tension alive. Yeah. How often would you ideally want to have sex? It depends. And if I'm with a, with a partner, it's a lot of times in the week. But if I'm not dating someone, I can just be without sex with no issue at all. Okay. So when you have a partner, that's when you kind of, you're activated sexually and then you want it a lot? Yeah. Right. And how often would that be on average? It depends how much I can see him. <laughs> or if he's with me and living right. together. But if you, okay, if you could have mm-hmm. access to him every day, would you have sex every day? Every day. All right. But then you're suggesting that you also have like long periods where you wouldn't have sex and that doesn't bother you? Like if you and have I'm, a partner? No, because if I'm not dating someone, it means that I'm not interested in anyone. So I'm just fine with myself. All right. Okay. So your sexuality is really closely tied with like an emotional connection with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, like, let's say you don't have that emotional connection at a, for a month or whatever, a period of your life. Do you still feel horny? Of course. 
<laughs> that's why I like I'm okay with myself there. Right. So you'll just masturbate and you'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. And then let's say if you okay, you don't have a partner, how often would you be masturbating? The time that I'm horny. <laughs> Which is every day or usually before I sleep or in the morning. Right. So it would be every day. And then let's say you do have a partner where you're having regular sex, would you also be masturbating or would that replace it? I think I will also masturbate because it's important for me. What? To still be connected with, with myself. Okay, tell me a bit more about that. Because I think often for men, <laughs> masturbation is like a very poor second prize, right? Like it's, it's something where guys do it because they don't have access to sex. Whereas you're, you're kind of describing even if you do have access to good sex, you'll do it for your own personal reason. Yeah. Tell me a bit more about it. I don't know, because if I don't want to fuck myself, like, why would I think that somebody else will? Oh, so, if I still want to fuck myself, I'm like, okay, it's good. It makes me feel good about myself. Okay, so it makes you feel sexy and desirable to be activated sexually. For my self-esteem. Okay. I make it cool. Right. Yeah, I think that really works differently for men because, you know, we don't jerk off and then go, I'm the man. <laughs> Just like there going, nah, it would be better if it was a girl here. Okay, that's a very healthy attitude you have of self-love. Do you watch porn? If I'm alone, not really. But I do watch, or I do have a few times that I watch porn with my partner. Okay, why? It's just because, like, you doing this together, and it makes you, like, doing something naughty together, kind of. Right, so it's a shared naughty secret. Yeah. And in that situation, are you... Sitting on a couch watching it? Are you cuddled? Are you having sex? Like what? what? No, we are kind of just masturbating each other watching. Right. Okay. Interesting. And is there any particular type of porn? Like what turns you on? What type? Well, what turns me on is usually the lesbian. Mm -hmm. And of course, he does it as well. He likes that as well. But he used to. Yeah. I'm just talking about my recent guy that I date. And when you're watching porn, I mean, I guess it's a specific situation, but are you imagining... Like, do you imagine you are one of the women or is it more like you're voyeuristically? Like, what's the experience of porn like for you? I know, we're just enjoying watching in that too. Just like anyone watching porn going, there's... Even just the movie, like, oh, that's so cool. It makes me horny. Okay, let's touch each other. More like that. Okay, cool. It's a fun little group. Fun, fun couple activity. Would you ever make your own porn? I don't know. Just I'm open. Open to it for private use? Yes. If you're enjoying today's episode and you'd like to find out more about the services and information that The Natural Lifestyles provide, then check out our show notes where you'll see links to all of our other resources, including our YouTube channel, TikTok, and most importantly, our workshop schedule. TNL team is constantly on the road, traveling the planet and teaching the world's most high-end, bespoke, and personalized coaching workshops for men, teaching you how to date women in everyday situations without the use of cheesy lines or those goddamn apps. Check it out. And now back to the episode. If you could think about like your top three or five sexual experiences in your life, what would be, and you, you could pick from any of them, what would you say are some of the things that made it particularly memorable or really pleasurable? Most of the most memorable experiences for me, it was not sex itself, but it was the whole experience with the guy. Like so. from the moment he was just teasing me until we finished with sex. You mean teasing you sexually or like in a bar chatting? Sexually. Right. Okay, so... It's the, the full experience from beginning of foreplay to the end that, that yeah, defines the Yeah, the foreplay for me is more like that I remember most. Okay, tell me, so tell me <clears> about that. Because I'm still there, like I'm so wet and he's not in yet, but it's still like I like it and I'm just waiting for it. 
Right. So it was the, the build-up and the anticipation and the men taking time to warm you up. Yeah. That really kind of defined the whole Yeah. The whole uh, experience. Yes. Right. So it's not <clears throat> like because some you know guys might get the impression from watching porn that good sex means fucking hard for a long, long, long time, right? And then that 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 is what makes good sex. That's mm. not the case for you. Not not really. Anything else like in terms of things that made it memorable, things that make it make, like situations which take it from being predictable average sex to like oh my god that was <laughs> incredible. Well, I do remember something, but. I didn't, well, we didn't plan to have sex. He was just teasing me a lot. And just the whole masturbation, that he was just masturbating me. That was amazing for me. Like, he didn't get into, like, penetrating me at all, but it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was all fingers, stuff like that. Right. So you have a, had a really powerful sexual experience that didn't involve actual the penetration. penetration. Exactly. Right. Would you still consider that to be having sex with that person? Uh, yes. Because mm-hmm. he is. One of the few people, just like very rare people, that made me come. Okay, so on that, in order for you to orgasm, let's say by yourself, what are you usually doing? Like, so I'm just playing with my teeth and stuff like it by myself. It's easy, but when it comes with with somebody else, it's really hard for me to come. Why do you think that is? Even if you're touching yourself? Yeah, no, because I cannot. Just don't know. So you don't, you can't do the same kind of masturbation while you're having sex as you do alone, and it works. I can do the same, but just I can't come because I'm somehow I'm just discon- disconnecting. Right. So that's why it's really memorable for me when I had this experience with this guy, and he was just masturbating me and stimulating my three spots. So that was great, and that's how, how I came. So for you, most of the time you don't come whilst having sex. No, not really. It's really hard. Is that really disappointing or it's fine? No, it's not disappointing at all because at the end of the day, I'm just enjoying the whole the journey. You could say that. Yeah. And I'm not thinking about, I don't want to come. It's just, I'm just enjoying the whole experience. I think that's a really good attitude to have. It's a good one for men to take on board as well. Mm-hmm. Like if, they're, if they're only fixated on okay. reaching orgasm yeah. or making you orgasm, then that, that it puts expectation and means you're not enjoying the journey of it. No, it's just because I know myself, so I know it's going to be really hard for me to come. So, like, I'm just enjoying the whole process. Right. So, you don't have any expectation about it. And if it happens, that's it. No. And if it happens, I would be like, okay, mm-hmm. you are accepted. Like, you can stay. Yeah, you can stay. Something like that. Are you a kinky person? Kinky. Yeah. I'm very curious. I cannot call myself kinky yet, but I'm very open to try things. I'm right. curious about everything. So... Have you been able to express that to men? Like, do you feel comfortable communicating that you want to explore or is it something you wait for the man to do? Usually are the men that have their own fetishes and they're like, they come with their own fantasies. Fantasies. So based on that, I can suggest something that I also would like to try and that is kind of related to his fantasy. Right. So you feel more comfortable when the man opens the communication and then you can add to it. Yeah. So can you think of, even if it's a hypothetical, but give me an example of like a man bringing, saying, well, it's like if I said, I've got a fantasy to dress you up like a nun and have sex with you in a church. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Okay, that then that I will be a naughty nun and he has to punish me. Let's try something like, uh, how do you say that? Flogging or spanking. Flogging or spanking. 
Okay, cool. All right, that would be a fun dynamic to develop a fantasy together. And when you say you're not sure if you're kinky, but you're open and curious, what are you open and curious to? Like, have you researched this? Have you looked into what's possible? Mm, yes, I did. Uh, one of the things that actually was very interesting, it was in Shibari. Um, so turn on by the, how just the ropes all over your body and you're tied up and so hard for me to see. Is it the way that you, the woman looks or is do you, th- do you like the idea of being totally bound and not being able to move? No, how a woman looks. Right, so it's the aesthetic of the beauty of the woman tied yeah, up. Yeah, it's so hot. Into an artwork. Yeah. It's very hot. Also, quite a difficult art form, so there's not that many people around who know what they're doing with that. But Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be a common fantasy for women. So are you interested or have you tried things that are, let's say, basic BDSM, like choking, hair pulling, spanking, any of these things? Do you like them? Well, from the ones you have mentioned, I love spanking, but I don't like when my hair is being pulled. Okay. Like very rare situations, very rare. Choking also, not that much. Because most of the times, guys just don't know how to do it and it's just they're hurting me instead of turning me on. So Right. So it's it's more of a technical error than... I think so. Right. Yeah. So you don't really want to risk it because you're not yeah. sure if the guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. And when a guy is choking you incorrectly, what is it, What is he doing wrong? Like pushing... Yeah. Like, like you know, I have to, to breathe and they're like just pushing there. Right. So pushing on the front of the throat, mm-hmm. for example. Right. And you know that good... Good choking is when you cut the blood off and you can still breathe, right? Yeah, now I know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you don't like having your hair pulled at all? No, because I don't like my hair being touched. Because so it's just more personal, like. Right. Is that because you spend too much, lots of time getting it nice, and then you don't want the guy messing and up? And because not even myself, I touch it a lot because it's really hard. And if a guy just tries to pull his hair through my hair, it just hurts. Uh, because it's thick and curly. Because, because of the nuts and everything, so uh-huh. I just rather. Try to avoid that. And if a guy, because that's a common thing for men to do, I guess, what do you do when a man's doing something you don't like? How do you communicate to him? I will say nicely, could you please stop? <laughs> right. Well, it depends if it's too hard. Like, stop it. <laughs> Just depends. Right. So you'll try and be nice to his ego unless he's yanking at you. Exactly. Okay. Now, you said you love spanking. Mm-hmm. Why? What is the physical effect? And let's say, what is the psychological effect? Well, just like the how it sounds. I related with the uh, with the sound of the balls. With the sound of cue balls. Yes, in the window pocket. When it, that sound like for me, oh, that's so cool. Right. So yes, Maria likes playing pool, and so now she's got this association between. The that's sound a, and I guess that's one of my fantasies, actually. Maybe is being spanked as you take a shot and put it in. No, to fuck on a pool right. table. Although, wouldn't that be cool though if you like shot and as the ball goes in, then you get spanked at the same time? Yes, maybe because that's how I relate that. Right. Okay, so now we found your fetish. Is that a fetish? Everything can be a fetish. We just invented one, which is simultaneous spanking and pool ball in the pocket. I think that would be a great moment. So aside from the the sound and the association with billiards, does it feel good being spanked? Yeah. And does it feel good just like on the surface of your skin or does it affect your pussy in some kind of way? Does it like physically turn you on? It depends on the position. For example? Well, if I'm doggy, it's like I feel all my butt... And the chain of vibrating when right. And that feels good, yeah? Okay. Like a shockwave. Yeah. And so then in that situation, it sounds like it would be good to do repetition and, and like create a rhythm because then it continues to increase the vibration. Yeah. 
Thank you for listening to the Natural Lifestyles podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you'd like some more, then you can check out our YouTube channel, which is just The Natural Lifestyles. And if you want to find out about our live coaching and online coaching services, including our incredible live dating workshops, sexuality workshops, then you should check out our website, thenaturallifestyles.com. Thanks once again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.